Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. That's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial.com slash voices in my head. Give it a try today. This is Rick Lee James, and the music you are hearing is from my new album, Thunder. The title track, Thunder, is a never-before-released song by the late Rich Mullins. There are also 12 other tracks made up of original music, hymns, and readings to guide the listener on a journey. You can buy Thunder today on clear vinyl and CD, or stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, and almost every other music streaming service. Thunder, hear it today at rickleejames.com. Welcome to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of me, Rick Lee James. I'm a recording artist, a singer, a songwriter, an author, a worship leader, and an ordained minister in the Church of the Nazarene. The Voices in My Head podcast is where I discuss music, movies, books, pop culture, theology, and more with friends, colleagues, and sometimes just by myself. Now make sure to let me know what you think of today's episode by leaving me a review on iTunes or by tweeting at me, at Rick Lee James on Twitter. And please join my mailing list at rickleejames.com, where you can receive an email every time a new episode is released. And by the way, in case you're interested in a daily dose of kindness and encouragement beyond this podcast, I also run the Twitter account, at Mr. Rogers Say, where I post daily quotes from Fred Rogers, one of the voices in my head. Well, I guess that's it for the intro, so sit back, relax, and listen to the latest episode of Voices in My Head. Welcome back to Voices in My Head. As always, I am your host, Rick Lee James, and I am so glad that you are here with us again for what is going to be another great conversation. Today, with my old friend Chris Hoisington of the band Brothers McClurg. Brothers McClurg has a new album, which by the time you're hearing this podcast has already released just a few days ago on September 20th, 2019. They are a wonderful band from Buffalo, New York on the Old Bear Records label, and we're going to talk some more about their new album, Around the Mic 2, which I have listened to, I've listened all the way through a couple times now, and I really love it, and you're going to love it too. So Chris Hoisington, welcome back to Voices in My Head. Yeah, man glad to be back it's like it's like coming like reunion you yes know? yeah i was just like thinking come. i was just thinking the other day we were due for a phone call anyway so this will end up being a, a good chance to catch up and hear what's going on in each other's lives yeah yeah i love that i love that you know so we're i'm uh been thinking about you and wondering what you've been up to i know you've been pretty busy i see uh and you're doing you got a lot of irons in the fire it looks like which yes. is good very right. much so. Yeah, actually, this is, even today, this is my second podcast of the, of the day. I had the other podcast that I do this morning, which is a Mr. Rogers tribute podcast called Welcome to the Neighborhood. Oh, I love and, yeah. and, uh, and some exciting stuff uh, coming out with that. And then I get to talk with you about some really great music today and, and just hear how it's going. Now, it's it's my understanding that you've just been shot, right? Uh, just I've been few, shot, man. Just, just a few moments a couple, ago. A couple... A couple times. You were you were at the doctor's office and they shot you or gave you a shot. Let's put it that way. So. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, so now the you're. Old, 
you're you're right. driving, but you're driving safely, right? Right. Well, now I'm just I'm sitting in a in a really beautiful spot, just kind of looking out and in a you know got to be in a spot that's inspiring to sit and park and just kind of catch up with you, you know. I yeah. can't drive. That's that's too much. That's too much thinking. I understand. You know? I understand. Yeah. Well, it's a good day to sit out in a beautiful spot because we're having some great weather right now. I know. Um, well, well, the the album. Uh, I, I want to get into that a little bit because it's it's a yeah. really great album to listen to, and we can do all kinds of other catching up throughout the course of the album. But I'm excited because mm. on today's show, as we have these conversations and as we talk about songs, I'm going to be sampling for our listeners uh, some of uh, some of the songs so they can hear it uh, while we're having the conversation. So that'll be spliced in and out through the show. So this is going to be a special episode. For people who love music and who love good conversations, and I want to start right out uh, just talking about a song we were talking about a moment ago before we officially started recording. Um, on mm -hmm. around the on the around the mic two, um, it's a real stripped back album, uh, much like around the mic one. But these these songs are are unique and they have a real great Brothers McClurg feel. But this there is one special cover song on the album that mm. I think is going to be special to a lot of people, not just to your family. Uh, but it was written, from what I understand, by your grandfather, and it's called Going, Going, Gone. The path we walk here on this earth is often steep and long. But Jesus walks beside and he's leading us toward home And he knows the way that's best for me And he says, no, it won't be long Until we've walked that fine we're going, going, gone. Tell us a, a little bit about that one and, and why you chose to put it on this album. Yeah, I, I think like when we were, when we, before we made Around the Mic 1, we, I had been uh, two years before even that record, I had started kind of delving into old records and old gospel records. And um, I think, you know, artists like the Leuven Brothers, they did a record called Satan is Real. It was great. And, and just a lot of like the early um, black gospel and uh, Southern gospel records, truck wagon gang, and um, just a lot of that early primitive music and being inspired by it. So we started kind of writing in that vein, but also kind of dug through my parents, uh, some of the records that they had made in the seventies, they made four or five vinyl records. And that song is on one of the records. And it was kind of one of those moments we realized that like, you know, your, your parents did make some good songs and, mm -hmm. You know, we always, when you're younger, you kind of look at everything your parents do as kind of cheesy, but then you kind of get to a point where you can kind of embrace it for what it is and see it 
see the beauty in it. And uh, that was one of the songs that kind of stuck with us. And so over the past probably four, three, four years, we've done that song live in various places. And we have people ask us if we're ever going to record it. Um, and we never have. And then, you know, the opportunity came in, in this around the mic, too, and kind of remembered it. We, we may would have, we may have tracked it in the in around the mic one. We would have, but we didn't. I don't think we remembered about it at the moment we were doing that. We were just kind of, we kind of have a very loose approach to how we approach music um, and writing. And so usually, you know, the writing process and the, in the studio comes to come together very organically where we're like, Oh, I have this song and, you know, and I have this, the other guys chime in, I have this song and kind of finish them and just kind of lay them down and then see which ones stick uh, in the process. So that was kind of one of those songs that came up and we remembered about when we were tracking this time. It's like, we should really do that song Hmm. um, because people ask about it and it's, it's got a great story and it ties into our family legacy and, and kind of the, the musical heritage that we came out of that was very much playing small churches, rural churches, usually back road churches that, you know, maybe two to 300 people at the most, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, do backyard barbecues and Sunday afternoon tent revival type things. And that tends to be where our wheelhouse is musically is kind of, ministering to those types of churches that maybe still have one foot stuck stuck in the way past of gospel music and hymns and stuff like that. And uh, it tends to be where we land. So that song in particular really kind of serves the niche that I think we, we serve, you know, that we're going after, um, you know, we're not, we're not, I know this is another, there's another comment, but I mean, we kind of gave up on writing massive worship songs uh, mm-hmm. a few records ago when we, I think we kind of found our home in this. We're like, every time I play this kind of music, it just puts a smile on my face because I mm-hmm. just feel like the weight of the past and the weight of my family. And it feels very, uh, it feels very authentic to us. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like I have to, we have to try very hard to be something we're not. It just comes out naturally. So it mm-hmm. feels Though these songs feel kind of hokey at times, or they feel very bluegrass at times, um, to us it feels very timeless because of mm-hmm. just the enrichment of all of those variables. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, it's not really trying to make records for the for the, a certain time. You know, like we tend to like make records these days based on what's trending, or like, oh, Mumford and Sons came out five years ago. So let's try to like kind of have foot stomping in our records and stuff or, you know, and, and now it's been this 80 synth since in, in the records and, and all of that's well and good. And, and I appreciate it as much as the next guy, but what I love about these albums we've been doing lately is we're not really chasing the trends as much as just chasing what feels authentic. Yeah. And um, that, I can't really put a, la- a label on it. You know, I can't even say that this record is going to be uh, embraced in a trending sense, but it just feels very authentic to who we are, you know? Yeah. And so I, I kind of gave up on walking the path of, you know, how how much is this going to be perceived as cool or not, or yeah. 
how much is this going to grow my fan base? In fact, it, this is very much a niche record, you know. But when I think when you're walking in your your God-given abilities, that's why I think some of the breakout, you know, you always hear about these breakout artists like Amy Winehouse and these really young musicians that sound like they're in, they sound like they're 50 or 60 years old, but they're only like in their 20s. It's mm-hmm. like because they're, they're in their teens tapping into something that's, very authentic and is very tried and true about American culture and things that are kind of in our DNA and our blood. We don't even realize it almost sometimes till we get in our mid thirties and we start realizing I don't even like the music that's on the radio. I actually like this artist over here because he really, you know, it's like the older we get, the more we're not really as impressed by some of that stuff. We just want to hear things that are real and honest. And, you know, that's why you'll have older folks that'll take their lawn chairs and go set up at an acoustic festival. They're not really there to, like, fawn over the artist. They're there yeah. to just hear authentic music, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, that, so. and that's those are some fun festivals, too. And I, I was thinking as I'm listening to the music because you guys – you mentioned the smile on your face when you play that music. And because you guys are doing something that um, feels very authentic to you and you're finding a lot of joy in – uh, even if it's not the people who are listening in the audience, if it's not normally their preferred style of music, they automatically start enjoying it too, I have noticed. Um, people who are like, you know, heavy rockers normally, I've seen them at your concerts being like, yeah, this is terrific, you know, and it is, you guys have found something very authentic and real, and that always sounds better than trying to sound like something else. Um, mm. but, I, but I also had this thought this morning, because you and I were talking just briefly beforehand, um, about going, going, gone, for instance, and mm-hmm. uh, it was your grandfather's song, whose theology was a little bit different than yours. You, you kind of jokingly Definitely. said said N.T. Wright would probably not smile at some of the eschatology in the song. Yeah, he would a little bit. But at yeah, the yeah. same time, um, you take this next to another song, like what I believe is the opening track on the album, Jacob's Ladder. One, two. We're going up and down Jacob's Ladder. Going up and down with the Lord Fill with the glory of our Savior Fill with the glory of the Lord Jacob had a dream There was a stairway to the heavens Drank communion with the angels In the presence of the Lord Descended back to earth with what he saw and what he heard in the power of the resurrected one. Going up and down Jacob's ladder, going up and down with the Lord, filled with the glory of our Savior, filled with the glory of the are chronicling in music almost a history of Christian music. Um, And I don't Mm. know if that makes a lot of sense, uh, but as I was thinking through it, this is almost a, um, it's a modern take on, um, on a very classic sound that Mm -hmm. a lot of people would probably just hear in churches, uh, whether it ever Mm -hmm. got recorded or not. You know, Um, a lot Mm. of churches, especially if you'll go to, to smaller country churches, 
um, they weren't always like piano organ driven churches. A lot of times it was just uh, a, a guy with a guitar, you know, that could get up and mm-hmm. play songs on Sunday morning. So in some ways, projects like this, I almost feel like you're chronicling a history of music that is lost to, in some ways that people just aren't making anymore. What, what are your thoughts kind of about that? I mean, I think that that's true. I think in a lot of artists in general that we look at and we think are doing something really, you know, not just in Christian music, but in music in general. You know, like I think of a guy like Jack White, who like when he came out in early 2000s, he sounded like an old blues musician. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's a style of music that's been done decade after decade after decade in bar rooms and in church, you know, even in some churches and but he does it in a way that's authentic to him. So he's taking a method, but putting a spin on it, you know? And, and when I think of church music in particular, um, gospel music, I think gospel music will always be a thing that will find its way into the marketplace and trend heavily more times than others. Um, but I think um, if you can take a mode like that, that's, kind of been tried and true down you know through you know 75 80 years of the church that even now when any of us pull those songs out in our sets at churches there's this the lightheartedness or a different type of nostalgia or a different type of openness to the music and i even think that like as much as we jokingly think say too that you know we don't really connect with young people as much. Like we have a lot of fans in their forties and fifties and sixties at concerts. You will see a lot of younger kids that will stop and listen because Mm -hmm. they hear an authenticness to it. So I think in whatever we're doing, like even as pastors preaching the word of God, sometimes if you can take the guise of it off where you're just kind of preaching to a room with passion and you can proceed with more of an honest honesty to, to like you're you're doing a mode of something that's been done for thousands and thousands of years, you know. But if you if your take on it can come across as more authentic than just you know being boisterous and passionate and really good at bringing bringing it down, other than just if you can just seem passionate but also seem very authentic. I think that's mm-hmm. the thing is what I'm trying to say. But I think with when you when you talk about this record, you know, I can totally hear that because it's not like we're reinventing the wheel with any of this stuff. We're kind of just, but we're putting our own spin on it, obviously with the harmonies and what we, Jeremy's playing and kind of what we do a little different, our own spin on it. But, and obviously the songwriting, we're not covering a lot of those old gospel songs. We're kind of writing new versions of some of those tunes. But yeah, I think I, I agree with you in that, you know, and I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of musical styles, you know, how how some of the musical styles over the last 20 years uh, keep up in, you know, 20 or 30 mm-hmm. more years. Like if, if we can keep coming back to those, those places, those musical styles and kind of putting our spin on. And I do think it's possible because I think you've, You've already seen a resurgence in the 80s music. You've already, you're, you're seeing a resurgence in bands that come out that kind of have a grunge, garage rock feel again. I don't know if it'll ever quite hit the same thing that like what gospel did or hymns did. Um, but at the time when we did it, man, there was, a, there was 
there was a lot of hymn covering, but I was like, where was, where's gospel music again in the church? You know, like other than straight up Southern gospel, like who's mm-hmm. taking that mode? Cause we don't play a lot of Southern gospel events, though it could go over well in some of the, a lot, in some of those places. Mm-hmm. Our appearance is the thing that probably will keep us out of those places, <laughs> you know, um, more than the way we sound. You know, if we could just get people to close their eyes, Rick, you know, just don't look at us. Just close your <laughs> eyes. You'll like it. I promise. So, yeah, I, yeah. C- I can see what you're saying about chronicling it um, a little bit uh, yeah. from, you know, years past, you know. Um, yeah. But, but I think you see it, too, and even with songwriters, you know, like Rick, Rich Mullins and how he's inspired you and, and, and a lot of other writers, you know, like mm-hmm. you're seeing. And, and that poor that poor guy never never he was for everything I gather about him. And, you know, I've been, I've had a lot of conversations with Mitch McVicker recently. I mean, he was kind of misunderstood in, in his time, you know, and it's almost mm-hmm. like in the last 20 years, he's kind of gotten this real understanding. And so it, it's almost like the real music makers like yourself. And, and, and I'm not saying that other people aren't real music makers, but I'm saying people like you and me that are doing it, and we're doing it for the passion and the love of it. And we're driven by making music that's authentic and it's creative. And we're not so much chasing the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe our attention or the eyes on our music might happen 10 or 15 years from now when, you know, and that might not sound super exciting now, mm-hmm. you know, but I think, cause, but I think enough people will recognize what we're doing now to kind of keep it afloat. But I'm just saying that, you're going to look at a guy like Rich Mullins and say like, yeah, he had a good career back then, but in some ways his music is having more of an impact now because it's like seeped into a lot more. And I think people are starting to kind of understand him more now and really kind of get what he was trying to do. You know what I mean? At the time. So. Yeah, that's true. Although, you know, I, I would beg to differ. Uh, I think you, all of you and Brothers McQuarrie, you are just uh, sort of Adonises among men, and uh, I think people should look at you as well and just admire you. Uh, not, is not that another word? Is that another word for dinosaurs? No, <laughs> no, you're just no, you're just you know be- beautiful specimen of mankind. You know, you need to look at us too. That's that's all I. Was yeah, saying. yeah, you're yeah, not, yeah. You're not bad looking guys. That's all I'm saying. No, I, no. no, I, I just, but I, I totally get what you say, um, and I appreciate uh, those words. And, and you're right. Um, I, I've always appreciated though just the way that you guys have been able to make it your own thing, whatever you do. And uh, mm. I think especially in, in – um, and, you know, you and I have talked before too. The, I think it was the first album that you guys did with Integrity Music. Uh, mm. And it was, it was a good album, but you, I believe, even said yourself, it didn't quite feel like us because it was a little bit like they were trying to force us into a, a, bit, of a, a bit of a mold that would go with, like, modern worship music. Um, right. And, and when they released you to kind of – do your own thing on the next album and let you guys do it your way. Um, it, it just it just had such a freeing feel, and I I think you can hear it like in in mm-hmm. the music that's made then. Um, and I, I I feel like you guys have just uh, gone above and beyond and over from that, and and have just gotten better and better each time mm-hmm. each album that you release. Uh, when you play live, 
um, there is always something special that takes place with the audience. I've I've never seen you guys play when the audience just wasn't taken in after song one. You know, <laughs> even if they've never heard you before, um, and that's a very special thing. I I think it's a God given. Um, it's it's part of your gifting that God has given you guys, and and you've been faithful to to nurture the gift that you're good at, and and mm. made that part of your vocation. And and I just always do. I, I always feel like there's something very special that God does in the room when you guys are playing together. And I don't know that anybody can quite put their finger on it. It's just you're you're being faithful to do it, and you're doing it well, and you're doing it. Well, I think the way sure. God made you to do it. So. Yeah, and I think the older I get, the more I kind of realize that, you know, like you you hit a spot where you're like, well, I'm I'm doing it kind of the way I want to do it, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of people trying to detour me from doing it that way. Yeah. And there's a lot of freedom in that and you know, uh learning to accept yourself and and what you're doing. You know, in 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 there's a lot of freedom in being independent versus, you know, being signed to a label and it. And inevitably it's not that labels are bad. It's just, it comes with a fair amount more of pressure to, and opinions, mm-hmm. um, to, to, to do certain things, um, and not kind of abide by your own creative muse and what you're feeling led to do in the moment or in the season. Um, like I'm really, I'm still really, I really, love the record we made together i mean the with the single the thunder single and some of the treatments that we did throughout the tracks and just it, it i think when you hear it you can tell that we had a lot of fun making it and that yeah. we um we were going after just like capturing that and capturing you and what you're doing and not stepping on the lyrics because there's a lot of really great lyrics in some of those songs and, you know, just trying to, you know, bridge all of those things together of your previous work into new work. And, and, and that's why I love, we love production and, and the Lord has really opened that door for us. I mean, Mm. we weren't doing that in the integrity days at all. You know, it's like, Mm. so God's kind of opened up this whole other thing for us to like, be a part of friends of ours lives to make music together. And it always, it's, it's always like this bittersweet thing when I'm like driving home the last day from a session and I'm just kind of, you know, cause I have a long commute. You remember I live like an hour from my, from the studio yeah, and sure. just kind of thinking like, Oh man, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, like we just, you know, because it goes so fast. You're in the studio and you're making this record and there's all these ideas flying around and everybody's just trying to eat and trying to, like, stay alive for six or seven days, you know, yeah. and uh, not, you know, stay stay with it, you know. And then and, and it's, it's always crazy to me how it can come together because we don't really – it's not like we ever go in. With you, we didn't even go in with this mentality of, like, okay, we're going to have the drums like this for this song. We're going to do that for this other song. Like we kind of went in a little bit of a blank slate with it. Like Mm -hmm. we obviously knew we wanted a couple of songs like for you on the songs, Be My All and um, uh, yeah, Be My All and the one about your, your, um, your wife's miscarriage. Um, 
Yeah, the that, Lord is our shepherd. Yeah, yeah, that were very like touching. We kind of knew we wanted those to be stripped back, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the rest of it, we kind of approached open-handed. And I think yeah. there's there's a freedom in that too of like those experiences don't have to feel um, methodical as much as like you can meet the Lord and creativity and the spirit of the music, which we believe is the Holy spirit can lead you into a place of making something special. You know, I mean, my only thing, like this is off the record, but we're on the record. I'm just going to say like, if we, if we do ever do a record again, like I would just love to have like, more time to just Mm -hmm. like plan another like three or four days where we can just create and not like rush ourselves. Yeah. You know, like really like let's, and I love, I love every, everything that we did on that record. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying anything about, I'm just saying that like, if I was to follow it up again and try to like outdo what we did on that record, what would I do different? Mm -hmm. It would just be like, let's just have more time to really sit in it and sit in the songs and the arrangements yeah. and um i don't know no and i i you know what i'll, I'll tell you what you did I, I didn't mean to turn the conversation about me but uh well, <laughs> but well, I, I wanted, it was fun to, yeah it was it was fun to get to record those songs with you and something very interesting happened that i didn't expect to happen you know on past albums i've been content to play a little bit or you know the one i did with lifeway i i barely played it all on that album i did some you know electric lead stuff every now and then uh, but mostly it was them and you really pushed me to like you know have fun and play all the instruments and something I did on that album that I'd never done before very much at all was play piano. And uh, mm. it ended up those tracks that have, you know, some of them are just me and a piano playing like The Lord is Our Shepherd. Um, you know, like that music video on YouTube has over 10,000 views now. And it's the mm. one that people are like requesting a lot in concert. And I, this weird shift has happened when I play live now. I'm starting to become known as a piano singer songwriter instead of a guitar singer songwriter <laughs> because right. uh, it's 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 weird. I've never had that before because I've always been known for like playing guitar and stuff. And I didn't. I don't think people even knew I played piano until this album. Um, so now it's it, even working with like management and stuff. They're putting out pictures that are piano based. So it's it's been interesting because you you I think helped to kind of unlock a new a new um, I, I don't know if uh, image is the quite quite the right word, but you know people do associate a certain way of thinking about you with the instrument you play, and so mm-hmm. there's kind of been Definitely. become a different feel when I tour and when I play my own music. But I think you do that with a lot of artists. You know, you guys mm. have figured out your sound and where you're going. Um, you work with you know whether it be with somebody like Ian Zumbach, you've really helped him capture who he is and you know just a few weeks ago i got to hang out for a few days with weston um weston skaggs and and uh, we hung out at the the sing conference in nashville and you know you guys really have done the same thing with him and and i just feel like you're you're continuing to grow as a producer and and the productions that you're coming out with they're very unique and very uh stylized and and i don't think we're hearing anything quite like them coming out from any other record labels so i I, I really appreciate what you're doing well you when i came into the studio the one day i think i had you were playing stay uh the song stay on the record Mm -hmm. um and uh and 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 if you edit any of this out in the interview i'm going to be very offended just so you know (laughs) 
I hardly ever I know, did anything. Okay, because <laughs> I, I know I know we're talking about your record, but you know what? That's a big part of our story. A big part mm-hmm. of what Brothers does is what you do, because we we took the journey with you. We were at your CD release. We made something. We put it out into the world, and I'm proud of it. And I want to talk about it too. And I'm, you know, I I didn't. I don't think I ever came on on to this with you i didn't come on to a podcast with you after your record came out so i never got to share any of my uh memories of those sessions um but yeah i mean you i came in the one day before we started and you were playing stay on the piano and you had that song has this real it has a really cool feel the chords are really really interesting it almost has this like uh jazz it comes out of it's like jazz cording, but it comes out of like a folk place. So it's mm-hmm. like it reminds me a little bit of like a Van Morrison record where it's like he's kind of a more of a folk rock guy, but they threw this kind of like spazzazz like cording in there, and it just it seems to like unlock those combinations seem to unlock something that's kind of unique. And so, and the same thing with this with that song. And so I heard you playing on piano. I was like, I didn't, it never really struck me that you played outside of like the demos, you know? And then mm-hmm. you started playing the other songs and it was like, this is kind of another uh, facet of what you do and in a different way for people to kind of hear you than just with an acoustic guitar. Um, Cause it just brings out a different type of intimacy. And we were at the CD release and you were playing those songs on the piano it just draws people in in a totally different way than with Thunder or, you know, some of the more upbeat songs on the record, which I like those too because they're fun to drive to. But yeah, I think the ones that really stick with you are the ones where you feel like there's uh, the most, the least amount of pretense or the least amount of any of that stuff. And it just is, it's pretty raw and it's pretty real. Um, you know, and we try to do that with some of the elements, be my all with like the potter's wheel and mm-hmm. just kind of bringing in some of the sights and the sounds of, of that stuff too. Cause I'm, I'm big on, on those things. Just, you know, just like how we, you know, virtual reality is becoming a big thing right now, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing things or, you know, it, you hear something and it brings to mind other things and, besides just the song itself. So trying to pull in these other elements as much as we can. But I mean, all of those things are apparent in those songs. And so it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that you, that you say that to me. In fact, it may be cool to do something you should think about doing is doing a, doing a follow-up or maybe you even do some new songs, but then take some songs from your other records, like before thunder and, do versions like that where yeah you still have you still have a few songs you have bass and drums like we had you know paulie and steve and jeremy playing upright and a little bit of tremmy electric guitar on some stuff like Mm -hmm. but it's all kind of rooted in hey because the thing i would say about a lot of your stuff is like the lyrics are really are really solid and you can kind of easily forget that because there's other stuff going on so how do you like enjoy the story or what the, what the, where the lyric is trying to take you? And I think that's something that you've really honed in on 
that sometimes with other folks I work with, I, they don't bring that to the table. And then I have to like, we have to try to force that out. Cause it's like, you know, if the songwriting isn't there, it, it, it makes, you know, it's like just an album of really cool sounds without, you know, the song. So it's kind of a shell. So, I mean, I think you have that. And I would, I would encourage you to, to like do something like that. Cause I think yeah. that would help people even enjoy some of your past songs in a way that maybe they hadn't before, you know, like, yeah. or even like, man, I never really heard that song that way. Or it never really hit me the way it's hitting me now <laughs> because, because of the production, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I appreciate that. It it just occurs to me that those who are listening, uh, this is a lot how we talk before we're getting ready to make a record together. Yeah, so this yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. kind of fun. It's this is behind the behind the scenes baseball, as they say, or however it is. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is great. No, well, I appreciate your kind words, and I, I appreciate just how much you've you guys have invested in me too as an artist, mm. and it, it's always been a lot. I do. You know what? I, I'm going to surprise everybody at the end of our conversation, and I'm going to surprise you with a. An announcement that has to do with thunder but i don't want to do mm. that just yet because uh, i want to get back one more time uh, about your new album uh around yeah. the mic too because we really want to promote that a lot while we're here and, and we're, we're running low on time but tell me yeah, real yeah. quick tell me real quick is there is there a special moment on the album for you and, and we've already talked about your, your grandfather um and we've talked about jacob's ladder and the listeners today are going to get to hear some of these but is there a moment on on the album apart from those that really just became a very special moment musically or spiritually for you it just really stands out that is always going to have a special place in your heart on this release yeah probably i mean i think i per personally think the song that really marks where we're at right now is uh track three of the project which is old time religion Where I can rest my weary head Where I can lay down my work And toil no longer in the sun Be at peace when the day is done There is a place I long to find Like my grandfather's home I can still hear his old radio Playing songs of revival and a hope in Jesus Christ And we sit and watch the rows of corn grow Give me that old time religion Give me that old time faith That old church choir singing out amazing grace Give me that name of Jesus above every other name Give me that hope Give me that love and give me that faith. There is a place along to go that I can call my home. A place where I can lay my burden down. 
Where your goodness shines upon me like the brightness of the sun And I can finally breathe the air you're riding on Give me that old time religion, give me that old time faith That old church choir singing out amazing grace Give me that name of Jesus above every other And the chorus is really strong. Like 
I people keep saying, man, it should be like a country artist needs to cover that song because it's like yeah. it's catchy and it's just it it. But it also brings in this like this homegrown feeling of like I think what a lot of people who've even walked away from God and faith can still receive it because mm-hmm. it reminds them of the times they were in the church or around religion in a good way like before you know stuff hit the fan or they somebody offended them or they just decided to they didn't believe in Jesus anymore so it's like i see that song kind of drawing drawing on tugging on people's heart hearts a little bit that uh maybe aren't in the faith anymore but grew up in the faith when they were kids mm-hmm. and they can remember being at church and kind of experiencing some of those things and that to me when i think of the church it's like you know, yeah, I have my doubts like everybody else does, you know, like, mm-hmm. and there's stuff that people bring up all the time that I'm like, yeah, I, there's a lot about the church that I don't agree with. And even doctrinally, I'm not necessarily on the same page of it. But like, even if like, science proved that God didn't exist, it wouldn't change how I feel about it, because it's so innately in my soul. Because it was modeled for me. I saw it in the faces of my parents, my grandparents. It's so ingrained in my, steeped into my system that I just feel it when I see it or when I, you know, when I'm around it, that it's like, it is, it it genuinely feels like faith. It doesn't mean that I'm always in the best place spiritually or that I always feel like worshiping or, you know, I'm not very consistent in my Bible reading. Um, But that, Thing never leaves me and that's like what I think the Bible talks about when it says you know that you know you you know you're you're a child of God you know those born of the spirit are blown by the hand of God and you can kind of mm. see it throughout your life and I even think there's a lot of people that are not following the faith right now that still have that in them and they just mm-hmm. need to be reminded that like you know you may have walked away from this but he hasn't walked out on you and he's still following you and going before you all you got to do is just receive it like you don't worry about all the other stuff you know and so when you say a term like old-time religion you say that now and you know we would shoot a thousand holes in that because religion well we don't believe in religion we believe in relationship but what that says to me is the things about the church the community of the church the helping your brother out in need there's things about the early church that I remember of like not the early church in history but the early church of my life of 70s and 80s of just you know the the giving side of the church the the where Jesus gave a cup of cold water and just going back to those old elementary things those religious things um I think just are still really effective and still really are the the, it's always the simple things man it's never Mm -hmm. like it's never debating with somebody about why you think God is real or not real. Right. Right. It's gotta be something that hits your, your gut, you know? And so that, that song just does that for me. So sorry for the rant again. No, that's terrific. I love, I love, you know, VH1's behind the music show was always my favorite show. And I, I, Mm. I feel like what we're getting here is a little bit of the behind the music on these songs and i appreciate it so much so no this is good content all of it and i'm so glad that you shared it with us today 
But I'm going to be running out of time, and you've been so great. We've we've talked almost 40 minutes today, so that's pretty awesome. Um, mm. Do you want do you want to be with me here for this special announcement that has to do with Thunder, since you produced the album and and put so much into it? Oh yes, I do. Okay, <laughs> wait. There was a pause. I wasn't sure. I was getting a little scared. So, no, well, this of is something that. This is something that officially is not going to be announced until we do the press release in October. So this is sort of a Voices in My Head exclusive, uh, and and you don't know about it yet either, so so I'm going to share it with you, and I'm excited to do that. And It just feels like a good time to do it because we were talking about uh, the album that you produced for me, Thunder. Mm. Um, in, in October, um, we have a very special half-hour radio show around the album, Thunder, that's going to be... Uh, distributed and marketed to 2,000 Christian radio stations uh, throughout the U.S. Mm. and a few international things, and we've been working really hard on it. And uh, it's it's very much going to be in like a documentary style format. So uh, there'll be there'll be different clips and kind of telling behind the scenes and about the songs and and uh, the announcer. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a for real radio special, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, it's it's going to be a full half hour featuring five songs from the album plus behind the scenes mm-hmm. stuff, and um, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a financial risk, but it's one I'm hoping that's going to be able to pay off and and get it into a lot more ears. And uh, it's also, from what I understand, going to be promoted to uh, the Worship Leader magazine audience as well through some email blasts and stuff. So I'm so I'm really excited about that, and I'm proud that's to, awesome, to, to, to share about that with you today. So that's so. that that's on like like global some global stations. Radio yeah. Stations yeah. Yeah. So it'll are you going to have a premiere of it? Like, yeah. What's going to happen yeah. is it, it'll be pushed and, and marketed through uh, through Westar Media, and so they have the option. I, I don't know if you remember, but last year um, we promoted Advent Hymn uh, very heavily around the holiday season, uh, mm-hmm. the song that I wrote, and it got played on I don't know. It was close. Close to like 900 outlets, something like that. So it had a lot of play at Christmas time. Uh, but it's always the choice of the radio stations. So uh, this will be working through West Star Media to distribute it to over 2,000 radio stations. And so they basically have the option, yes, we'll play that as a show. and Or no, we won't. But even if they say no, we won't, we're still going to make it available through my YouTube page and my website. So people can actually go online and share a link and hear the show and share it with other people and listen and um, hopefully it'll be a way for people to kind of not just hear the album but be able to get behind the scenes and hear some stories about it and uh, and really kind of dive in that much deeper into the album and so I'm really proud of, about it and yeah, you're a big, I, you're a big I love part that, of it man. So, I definitely yeah. like you should do like a, some sort of Facebook like premiere event you know because yeah. I, I would we would definitely share that too, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in the story of a record and I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of story to that record. And so I would love like our fans and old bear and all of those people to like, hear those, hear what you're going to say about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm excited. That's a great idea, and uh, so we can keep talking about it later. But for right now, I want everybody to go out and buy a copy of Around the Mic 2. I I was so glad to get to pre-order it and and be able to to listen to it. And It's a really special album, and I think I I know all of your fans are going to enjoy it. So everybody listening to Voices in My Head today, do me a favor. Share a link about uh, Brothers McClurg's new album, Around the Mic 2. Whether you use Twitter or Facebook or even email, you know, you can send an email to a, a family member or a friend. Say, hey, there's this, this album that I really dig, and, and you know you're going to like it just from the music you've heard on the show today. So, Chris mm. Hoisington, thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week. I love it. Thank you, man. <laughs> one, two, three, one. <laughs> If it's peace that you need, if it's shelter you seek, come to the altar and pray. For the soul may be willing, but the body is weak. Come to the altar and pray. It gets tough on the road. When you're traveling alone And you just can't keep your hand to the wheel Just know there's peace if you need it Shelter if you seek it Come to the altar If it's comfort you need Or compassion Come to the altar and pray If you're out on your own with nowhere to go Come to the altar and pray It gets tough on the road when you're traveling alone And you just can't keep your hands There's peace if you need it, shelter if you seek it, come to the altar and pray. Come 
It's tough on the road when you're traveling alone and you just can't keep your hand to the wheel. Just know there's peace if you need it, shelter if you seek it. joining me here this week on Voices in My Head. I hope you'll visit me on my website at rickleejames.com where you can find out more about me, get my music on vinyl and CD, follow my blog, and even schedule me for a concert or a speaking engagement. Better yet, even a book signing in your neighborhood. You can find all that and more at rickleejames.com. Also, it would mean a great deal to me if you could write a review of this podcast on iTunes. The more positive reviews that we receive, the more visible this podcast will be online. And now, for the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God bless you, and thank you for listening to Voices in My Head.